0: We're thrilled to go to our Auburn Bank phone line and bring on our very good friend, Justin Ferguson of the Auburn Observer, who's here with us on today's show. Ferg, how are you doing today?
1: I'm all right.
0: How are y'all? I'm okay. I feel like you're avoiding the smoke. Uh, That would be NBA war coming your way because I did declare I would actually play you. And uh, I I felt like that's what took place today. Next week. Next week. Okay. Me versus you next week. We're going to make it happen. What's up? I said, me versus you next week. We're going to make it happen. Are you yeah. worried?
1: No, not at all. Not even a little
0: bit. <laughs> you have yet to lose in any of uh, any of the war games that we put you through.
1: Yeah, I mean, you know, some people have talent and other ones wish
0: they didn't. I'm, I'm, one, of the, I'm one of the former. <laughs> oh, you're incredible. All right, so uh, let's catch up on what's kind of been going on this week inside Auburn Athletics. Of course, uh, we're at the portion of the season where uh, a lot of reflection that's going on with uh, the spring ball that we just went through. And I got to tell you, so much so, there's no greater evidence of, of what the offseason looks like than your headline that you ran with yeah. today on The Observer, Ferg
1: yeah yeah you know i it was one of those weird things that I kept seeing uh, this thing called the Pythagorean Expectation uh, expected win, stuff like that And I'm seeing it in NFL previews. I'm seeing it in NBA and NHL playoff uh, talk. I've seen it in baseball a ton. It's in fantasy baseball stuff all the time. And so I was like well i wonder I wonder what that would say about. Uh, Auburn football this past year and what that could tell us moving forward so that was that was the that was the crux of the newsletter today you know Um, and Ultimately, comes down to the fact that Auburn had a tough season last year, uh, and they were six and seven. It was a losing season. Um, But if you're looking for optimism this year, um, I think there's some stats that point to uh, the fact that you could see where Auburn could progress this year. Even though it's going to be really challenging, the schedule gets tough and all that. But um, you know, there there is there is some statistical evidence that you could see uh, why Auburn could be a better football team in 2022, just if they flip a couple of things that are usually pretty flippable. in most stats.
0: Most Let's keep the optimism conversation going here. I want to kind of go through a couple of position groups, Ferg, and you give me the, uh, the, the most optimistic player you think uh, that the fans should be excited for for Auburn, okay? Okay. So we look at that wide receiver room, a, a conversation that a lot of people want to talk about. We've asked you about it as well, but uh, optimism there in the wide receiver room, who stands out?
1: Yeah, I mean I think if you're if you're looking for the wide receivers, I mean, you know you have Shedry Jackson, you know you have Javarius Johnson. I think Javarius Johnson might be the one you should be the most optimistic about and the fact that the coaching staff, whatever they told him to get him to pull out of the transfer portal and come back is pretty significant. Uh because, you know, statistically speaking, last season he was Auburn's best deep ball receiver. He's a sly guy that split time with Kobe Hudson. Now Kobe Hudson's no longer on the team anymore, so the path for more uh, you know, targets and more Snaps is pretty clear for a guy like DeVarius Johnson. Uh, and, you know, traditionally, um, you know, offenses with Brian Harson and now uh, Eric Kesaw, who's now control an offensive coordinator. Use slot receivers a ton. Um, they've got a good track record with those guys. Uh, you know, Boise State just had Khalil Shakir get drafted uh, a, a few weeks ago. Uh, he was kind of the go-to slot guy uh, for Harson at Boise State, and I, I think you know that's a good uh, measurement for them. I think you know if Auburn's going to have success through the air this season, I, I think Javarius Johnson's going to have to be a huge part of that. And uh, if he can stay healthy, um, he's got everything you want in a in a high volume receiver.
0: Office- of line, who's there to be most optimistic about? Um,
1: you know, I, I think it's got to be Keandre Jones for me. Um, you know, no, no, no nothing to take away from uh, the seniors on the offensive line because, I mean, I think Auburn. Any chance Auburn was going to have of having a decent offensive line this year was dependent on those guys coming back. Um, you are not going to just hit big in the transfer portal. And, and you can't get like instant impact freshmen to play on the offensive line in the SEC more often than not. I mean, there's only been a handful of those ever uh, in the modern era. So you needed those guys to come back. But Keoundry Jones, I, I think for my money, the last couple of seasons has been Auburn's best offensive lineman. Um, he is a bulldozer in the running game. I think he's gotten better as a pass protector these last couple of seasons. And the fact of the matter is he's got years of eligibility remaining. Um, you know, he is not – you know, definitively done after this year. Now he has a really good year, and the NFL comes calling. He could be gone his way out, but uh, he's such a he's such a good player. Um, and such a stable guy uh, at guard for Auburn um, that you know I think yeah. You just look at this, the recruiting rankings. There, they just weren't very many four star and five star offensive linemen that have signed with Auburn in the last five years or so. Cowan Jones is one of them, and I think he's lived up to those expectations.
0: Defensive line. What are you saying?
1: Yeah, I mean it's it's hard to go anywhere but Colby Wooden, right? right. Um, you know, there's a stat from Pro Football Focus this week uh, that was showing that you know Colby Wooden led the SEC defense tackles in both uh, pass uh, you know, pressures, quarterback pressures, and run stops. Um, he is one of the best two-way defensive linemen in college football. Last year, I think he's going to be that again this year. I think he's very Marlon Davidson-ish in terms of you know his impact uh, as a as an interior lineman. Uh, I think he. Can could you know be a first rounder if, if things click well if, if not a no, really high second rounder or third rounder next year um he came back for a reason he, he played awesome last season and um you know he, he's got the best i think all sec type of talent uh, of anybody in that on, on that defense
0: do you think Auburn's roster is pretty much shaped up for the 2022 season or do you think there could be some more additions
1: yeah, there could be some more additions. They're pushing after some guys on the defensive line uh, and JUCO and the transfer portal. I think they just want to beef up the depth there because of all the guys they left, uh, that, that left. That uh, left. I think they could use another wide receiver if they could get one in the portal. Um, you know, you're, you're not going to get like a ton of like you know massive uh, program changing types of talent at this point in the year. That's just not what it's not what this time of year provides in the transfer portal uh, very often. So uh, I, I just think it's depth that they need moving forward, um, and you know maybe a wide receiver who's got some more experience they can just plug and play into the system. Last uh, last week, Julian Phillips commits to Tennessee over Auburn. A guy Auburn made a late push for, so that means Auburn still has uh, one scholarship for the basketball team. Uh, what what in your estimation, Ferg, would be the best way to use that scholarship? Yeah, find somebody who has shooting guard or small forward versatility. Probably more of the, the former. Um, get somebody who's a little bit bigger uh, that can play guard. The shooting guard help out with Katie Johnson um, and, and Chance Westry and some of those guys that are going to have to play that role this year. Here and get uh, get some, some three point shooting ability uh, there. You know you can't bank on a guy in the portal just. Just because he shot well in the you know at his previous school doesn't mean he's necessarily going to shoot the same way at, at Auburn. I think Katie Johnson and Wendell Green were good examples of that last year. But um, you could you could use some help there. I just think you know you feel good about your front court. You feel good about your point guard situation. Um, Fallon Flanagan is is you know firing on Al cylinders. That's a really good three to build around. I think Westry's is going to be a huge pickup for him this year. Um, I just think that they could probably use a little bit more guard depth. Uh, some two some two three versatility there. Would be good. And that's where, you know, they didn't get Julian Phillips and he would have been a big pickup. But I think getting someone who can play more of that guard role would would, would, would have been a better uh, use of that scholarship. And they're going to have an opportunity to do that here. So with the NBA draft lottery tonight, Ferg, obviously Jabari Smith has the opportunity to potentially be a number one overall pick. If you're an Auburn fan and you simply just want Jabari Smith to be the number one overall pick, you don't necessarily care about organizational fit or what would give him the best chance necessarily. uh, What team do you think would most likely want Jabari Smith uh, number one, say, over Chet Holmgren? Yeah, I think if you look at the the teams that have the best odds coming to us tonight, uh, Detroit and Houston are kind of neck and neck with me as teams that would really, really like them. The thing there is that, you know, Chet Holmgren, um, you know, I, it's just going to be a matter of like what team just values him uh, and just thinks that, hey, he might be a little skinny right now, but, you know, he, he's got so much versatility to his game that we like him and we'll take a chance on him. Um, Houston really needs a power forward. They really need a big man, period. They could go with Holmgren, but you feel like, uh, especially with what they have in Christian Wood, uh, that Jabari Smith would pair a lot better with him there. Then you'd have a backcourt that, you know, you've got uh, Kevin Porter Jr., and then obviously Jalen Green, and, uh, you know, um, a number of those guys, Kenyon Martin Jr., uh, Josh Christopher. This is a really good uh, young backcourt that they're trying to build around uh, in Houston, but they were they were really bad. <laughs> Last year, and um, you know they could just use. They shot a ton from deep, but didn't hit very many. So I think Jabari would kind of plug in there. And then Detroit, I think, is is, is the other really good option, just because um, you would pair him right away. Jabari right away with an elite, you know, playmaker. Kate kind of came with number one pick last year. It was really good, really good rookie season for him. I think he finished third in rookie of the year voting. Um, you know, had a great season. They've got Isaiah Stewart at the five uh that they like they've got some wings um Jeremy Grant uh can give him some but like you feel like if you want to modernize that front court in Detroit and give Jabari like the best kind of player ability, you know, to pair with right away, it would be Detroit. Or- Orlando's the one that's just kind of iffy to me, not because Orlando couldn't use him. Uh, Orlando was a terrible jump shooting team last season, and Jabari's obviously that's what he's really good at. Um, but I-, I think the couple of things to keep in mind with them is they've got some power forwards, they got some three 4s that they like, um, you know, young guys including Chumo Kiki uh, as one of them, and the Wagner's. Uh, as well. They kinda of ran a twin tower lineup last season a lot in the front court. Um but one of the the one of the, the thing about Orlando that I think is maybe if they get number one overall they go Chet Holmgren. You have gotta keep in mind that uh Jalen Suggs um you know played played AAU, played high school ball with, with uh with Chet Holmgren. And they could very much use a, a more kind of flexible center than, than some of the big guys they've got on the roster right now. So if Orlando gets number one overall, I think that's probably the most likely team to jump uh, Jabari and, and get Chad at number one overall. But I do think if it's Detroit or Houston or any of those other high lottery teams, uh, I think Smith would be in a really good spot.
0: Justin Ferguson is here with us on the program right now at Ferguson AU on Twitter. The Auburn Observer set a career high this week. With a 95 minute long podcast on episode number 178. It's crazy how well this thing is doing. Ferg, so happy to see the success of the Auburn Observer. If people are listening to us chat with you for the first time, how can they sign up and be a part of the fun?
1: Yeah, auburnobserver.com. Uh, it is a newsletter that comes out about three or four times a week on Auburn football and men's basketball. We also do a couple podcasts per week as well. You get pretty much something every weekday morning at 6 a.m. Central Time in your email inbox if you sign up. auburnobserver.com. It's six dollars a month. to $60 a year for a full subscription. Or if you want to try us out, it's uh, we've got a seven-day free trial. Just go to auburnobserver.com, uh, click around there, and you'll be able to sign up very, very
0: easily. Looking forward to our NBA War match next next week we'll talk to you then okay
1: absolutely thank you guys